What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to a Coast to Coast podcast episode. Today, we'll be going over the NFL draft. We'll be recapping it. Um, first, we're going to start off with our biggest winners of the draft. I think it's a thing you got to take away. Um, obviously, if you want to see what we thought about the first uh, 10 picks, go below. Link to our Instagram. You can check that out. We rated each of the 10 picks. Got a lot of heat out there. So if you want to go join the comment section, go at it. But let's get started for our biggest winners. Jose, take it away. Give me your first big winner. My first big winner here is the Miami Dolphins. I think they just had a lot of great picks that I loved. They took Jalen Waddle in the first and Jalen Phillips. They took my boy from Oregon, Javon Holland. And, and they just addressed a lot of needs that they had. I mean, Tua got his guy uh, in Waddle. They, boast, they bolstered their O-line with Liam Eichenberg, a great Notre Dame uh, three-year starter who learned under Quentin Nelson and Ronnie Stanley. Um, and they added to their defense that can afford to take a risk on a guy like Jalen Phillips because their defense was already so great last year. And they added a, a good secondary piece in Javon Holland. I mean, just a solid draft overall for Miami. Um, you know, this team is destined for – I think they had a breakout season last year, but I think they're destined for, like, an even – further step next season yeah I, Carson take it away who's your first team my first team uh I have the Panthers I mean I know everyone was surprised like with the horn pick um but I think like once that like initial shock went away it's actually like a really great pickup because you know you're getting a potential you know franchise lockdown corner and those are very very hard to come by um I also really love I will get to him when we do our favorites but I love Terrace Marshall Jr. going at the end of the second round. He's a first-round talent. Um, I think, you know, reunited with Joe Braden. He's a perfect, perfect, perfect replacement uh, for Curtis Samuel, who they just lost, who's going to the football team. They got solid line options with Christensen and Tommy uh, Tremble coming out of Notre Dame. Um, they also got one of the best, you know, running backs, like, coming in the draft, you know, in the fourth round, Chubba Hubbard, um, you know, who's going to be, you know, uh, replace Mike Davis, who'll be a solid backup to CMC. Um, just, you know, really, just really, really solid picks all around. I think, uh, you know, with the addition of Darnold, I think this could easily, easily be like a 10 win team. You know, there's always teams that kind of go from like last to like, you know, not last, but like, you know, go from pretty bad and they jump the next season. I think this is like one of the best, best candidates for that. I could easily see them being like a 10 win team. Yeah. All right. So, uh, for my first winner, I had the Tennessee Titans. I think they snagged a guy in uh, Caleb Farley who fell down the board a lot. Uh, was projected as one of the top cornerbacks taken, but uh, with his back injury, fell him down. But if he doesn't have back injury problems, he's going to be a very good corner. And I think that's something the Titans need after they've lost a lot of players with a Dory Jackson and Desmond King going to different teams this offseason. Um, obviously, they got a tackle in Dylan Redunce. Uh, obviously, we just talked about in our Sunday talk that he was a guy uh, from North Dakota State who impressed tremendously at the Pro Bowl, I mean the Senior Bowl, so good for him. Also got an inside linebacker in Monty Rice, a very talented defensive back in Elijah Molden, uh, another interior guy in uh, Rashad Weaver, who was a dominant figure for that uh, Pittsburgh defense, who was very good. Uh, I myself know because I went against the game when Miami played them, and they were a very strong defensive line. Um and also some other guys that got uh, two potential projects out there, wide receiver with Dees Fitzpatrick and Racy uh, McMath, which I think is something they got to look for because that wide receiver core is very much so depleted. And then they got a ball hawking safety and Brady Breeze out of Oregon. So very good draft for them. I think they went really under the radar and um, 
yeah, I think they could address tight end. I think they would. There's a guy that I'll talk about later who's one of my favorite picks. I think they should have picked up, but otherwise, a great draft for them. So, Jose, we're running back with you. Second team that you thought impressed. Yeah, my second biggest winner is the L.A. Chargers. Um, I mean, they had a great first-round pick in Rashawn Slater, a guy who I really wanted at 12 uh, for the for my Cowboys. Sadly, uh, we didn't take him, but they secured their left tackle for the future. Um, a guy who's probably going to be a day one starter for them. And they also addressed uh, corner after they released Casey Hayward. Uh, they picked up Asante Samuel Jr., a versatile inside-outside guy, um, you know, great value in the second round. And they also picked up uh, Palmer out of Tennessee, who's a great vertical threat. I mean, we've said it over and over. They need they need that vertical threat, the guy who can stretch the field, run those deep routes. Um, and hopefully this guy can can be that for them. I mean, they're really showing commitment to Herbert, surrounding him with talent and pass protection. Uh, and they also got a guy, Chris Rump, in the fourth round. In the fourth round, uh, was a pretty good pass rusher, uh, and you know can be a rotational piece developing under Joey Bosa. So I just really like what the Chargers did. Hi. So um, we're looking to uh, Carson. Who was your second biggest winner? Yeah, um, I really like what the Vikings did. Um, a very, very savvy move. They traded back and got more draft capital. And they still ended up with the guy that they really wanted, Christian Derrissaw, who fell to them. Um, so, yeah, it's a great, you know, great move by them. Uh, also, very solid upside and talent play. They got Kellen Mond, who had a lot of hype uh, coming in as, like, kind of a sleeper QB. You know, someone that can learn under Cousins um and doesn't have to start right away and i think uh you know a project with someone that has a lot a lot of upside and that can mold to be like the qb of the future and then also they got a starting guard in wyatt davis uh who you know really talented come out of ohio state uh you know also help out that line and i just really like i just like you know i like seeing smart savvy moves and i think just like trade back get more capital still get the guy you want i think that's you know a, a major dub for the vikings Mm-hmm. All right, so for my second uh, biggest winner, I'm going to have to take the Baltimore Ravens. I think in the first round, you know, they did lose um, Orlando Brown via trade, but I think they replaced them well, um, getting some other offensive linemen out there. I mean, watch it. They only got one offensive lineman, but I like what they did with their first two picks in the draft. They got Rashad Bateman, who I was very high on going this draft. I've seen a lot of tape on this guy. I think he's going to be a fantastic wide receiver, and he's exactly what they're looking for. You know, basically, I think he's going to be a better version of Sammy Watkins, you know, more athletic. Uh, then they got, you know, Jason Away, uh, also known now as Odete Away. I think a fantastic pass rusher with a lot of talent from Penn State. Didn't give a lot of production out there. Uh, then they got a good guard in Ben Cleveland, who's going to be good for their run scheme. And another guy, you know, Sean Wade, who's, you know, got blown up by Devontae Smith in coverage. But I think is a guy that I think the Ravens can develop into a good talent. And then another guy who I think has gone under the radar, who I know because he destroyed my team in a game. Uh, I'm going to read these stats off to you guys. I want you to know what you think this guy should go, what round of the draft. So 86 receptions for 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns. Where would you expect a receiver like that to go? Which kind of round? Third, fourth. Yeah. yeah so, I'd yeah, like this is second or third. Yeah. So, this is Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State, an absolute speedster in the slot out there. I think he's going to be a great weapon out there for Lamar Jackson to have Rashad Bateman and Tylen Wallace. So great additions for them. I think overall, Wait, they, what round did they get him in. They got him in the fourth, the bottom of the fourth round. Ooh. Yeah. So 
I think very good stats for this Oklahoma State wide receiver. So uh, that was a team that I like. So Jose, who was your last uh, favorite team in terms of uh, winners? Yeah, I was speaking to um, one of my close friends, Diego. He's a Cleveland Browns fan. And we were talking throughout the draft. He was like, we need to address linebacker first round. And he was kind of mad when they took Greg Newsom because he was like, okay, our our secondary is already so stacked. Like we've got Greedy. We've got Denzel Ward. We just got John Johnson. They just signed Short Hill. You know, um, they took Greg Newsom in the first round. And then in the second round, look who fell to them at 52. Well, they traded up for it, but they got Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa, one of the guys who may, many people had a lo- has a lock for a first round pick. Many had him touted as, you know, one of the best linebackers in the draft. He's an athletic, you know, hybrid style linebacker, hard hitting, can play some coverage. Uh, and he's just, I mean, I think he has the biggest ceiling of any guy not named Micah Parsons. Um, but yeah, just a really overall great, great draft for the Cleveland Browns. They also added a, a super speedy guy in Anthony Schwartz, um, who's really going to help stretching the field and provide some, you know, some verticality for the Browns. So yeah, Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think I got to agree with you on that one. It was a team that I was looking at as well. So Carson, who else do you have as your biggest winner? Um, yeah, real quick, just gonna shout out Schwartz. I mean, if anyone's gonna be like build like the next Tyree Kill, like he should have some consideration. That dude like literally has like Olympic level speed. Uh, he was like a you know insane track runner at first, but they're just like you're so fast. Like, why not put you on the football field? So shout out to Schwartz. Um, I just want to list off two real quick. I'll do them both really quick. First, the Bears, just the fact that they traded up and got field, super ballsy, finally got their franchise QB, and also getting Tevin Jenkins, who I think was you know, a first round talent, but they got him late in the second. That's just only going to help Fields and also like Montgomery Cohen uh, going to help them out a lot. And then the Patriots, just the sole fact they didn't have to, they didn't even have to trade up to get their quarterback. They got to stay at their position. They didn't have to lose any draft capital. Matt Jones fell to them, um, which I think was all, you know, pretty big surprise. Um, and then they still got a really high upside pick in Christian Barmore, who I'm surprised fell to them. Um, that late in the second round. Um, so just, yeah, two, um, you know, two really solid picks for both the Bears and the Patriots, just, you know, getting their, getting their quarterbacks when, uh, you know, especially the Patriots, they didn't even have to trade up, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then just for my quick one, I think it was an under-the-radar winner, obviously, since they uh, didn't pick till the second round. I think the Chiefs did a pretty good job in what they got in their draft picks. They got Nick Fulton out of Missouri, who's a very good linebacker prospect. And then Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma, well, I think under 1,400 tack, I mean, uh, snaps as a pass blocker, didn't allow a single sack in Oklahoma. Obviously, you know, those defenses out there aren't the greatest that he's going against, but still very big number to see, especially for this team that needs, you know, a good presence out there on the O-line. You know, we saw what happened. I mean, due to injuries, they didn't have Fisher, they didn't have Swartz. And then uh, getting uh, Cornell Powell out of uh, Clemson was a good pick as well, since I think their wide receiver core, you know, just because they have Travis Kelsey and Tyreek doesn't mean that they have the greatest receiving court ever. Uh, it's pretty lackluster besides that. You know, they got some McCole Hardman and Robinson. So I think getting Cornell Powell was a good choice for them. And, yeah, that's what I'd say were my uh, winners. So unless anything else, anyone has anything else to say, we can move on to our biggest losers. And, Carson, you can start it off. Oh, dope. Um, no, I, I, I got my winners. So we all have some pretty solid picks. Um, so my first loser – um, Green Bay Packers um, just won the fact that Rodgers just, you know, 
started off with a massive bomb, like right before draft night, uh, you know, telling them that like he doesn't want to be there anymore. That's a massive L. And also the fact that they still didn't do anything to help him out. Uh, you know, they drafted a corner, which I think they've only drafted like one offensive player in the last like eight, nine years. Crazy. Um, and just tough to watch for Shaw Bateman, who I think would have been a perfect, perfect fit for this team. Go like two picks before them. Uh, really tough to see. I mean, I like Josh Myers. He's a solid center prospect. And I do like Amari Rogers as well. Um, but I think just, you know, that's just not enough, you know, to help the case that Rogers should stay. So I think just the Packers just, you know, a lot of, a lot of L's for them. It was a pretty tough night for them. Yeah. Um, Jose? I mean, Amari Rogers. Amari Rogers will probably be the only A Rogers on roster after this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think Eric Stokes was a bad pick. They definitely needed to address corner. Um, and I think this draft, like, let's say they are able to package a rod for a super mega package from the Broncos that I've heard, you know, rumors about, you know, then this draft doesn't look so bad because now they're drafting, you know, for life beyond Aaron Rodgers. You know, they address a need at corner, obviously, um, you know, their, their guy, Kevin King got absolutely burnt. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, Eric Stokes, he's a good player. Amari, you know, he's a good receiver. I mean, he's not a bad receiver, but yeah, I would have, if they, if they are planning on keeping a rod, I would have liked to see them go offensive in the first. Can round. we talk about their package real quick? Pause uh, from the yeah. Broncos. So I've heard. So it'd probably heard, be certain, maybe mm-hmm. like Sutton. They probably have to give up a receiver too. And then some picks. I've heard Vaughn Miller. I've heard they're willing to throw Vaughn no Miller. No way. Um, Cause like, wow. okay. They would probably throw in true lock Vaughn Miller and some draft capital or, or like a receiver or something. Just because Von Miller is kind of aging, um, he's on a huge contract, and if they're willing to risk it all for a Rod, they're kind of betting that he's gonna get them one at least, kind of like the Peyton Manning situation. So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. And I think if Von they, Miller if is on the that. same level as a Rod in terms of just like you know, value. I'd want Chubb. Do your best wow. for Chubb. Yeah, but see, I don't know if they need that because they got Rashawn Gary, who had a very good season exactly. last year. They got Zadarius Smith. Zedarius. I mean, they're going to probably cut Preston Smith. And so, I mean, you you probably would want. I mean, they don't have any linebackers on that team, which kind of is unfortunate. Neither team has a good linebacker that they could really trade for. So, I think it would have to be draft capital. I think Sertan would be the guy you want because you can tell him, mm-hmm. "Oh, you already have Fuller. You already have Callahan. You already have Roby. There's no need for you to have him." So. That'd be crazy yeah. though. So who knows if he's on the move? Wow. I mean, all this stuff's been coming out lately that he wants the GM fired now. So, yeah, um, but honestly, I'll get into my loser, Jose. I talked to you about this already, but I think the Cowboys oh, made wait. no sense of what. I they're... didn't say my loser. Oh, you go ahead then. Wait, you can go. I'll just go after you. Go ahead. Okay. All yeah. Right. So right. we'll wait on. We'll wait on that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I gotta say the Cowboys okay. though, but you know they went yeah, out. The and they dropped in Micah Parsons. Which was hard. I mean, they wanted to get the corner, but just didn't fall to them. We all thought Sertan was going to be there, but the Broncos made a wild move and took him when no one thought that was, you know, that was probably one of the less needs on their roster. Um, Aussie, I think Kevin jo- Kelvin Joseph was very good. He had a very good game against Alabama this year against those star-studded wide receivers. But then it took them all the way to the fourth round to draft an offensive lineman when there were so many other talented guys that could have got there. And instead of, you know, going out there and yeah. getting um, the guy from UCLA, they could have gotten, you know, Jalen Mayfield instead. I think there's a lot of other prospects they should have gone for. I mean, 
They could have traded up and got Jalen Mayfield at the end of the round. But uh, then they go out there and get Jabril Cox as well. So now they have four guys that could be potential starters at inside linebacker now with Van Der Esch, with Smith, with Parsons. And you can't really put four linebackers on the field in the NFL anymore. So, I mean, kind of questionable draft decisions by the Cowboys. I mean, I myself recognize that I would want to put the Niners on here, but it's hard for me to put them on there on my own list. But the Niners also made some questionable moves, which we talked about earlier, drafting two running backs. What sense does that make? But, I mean, we got our guy in land, so I can't get too bad. But, Jose, I'll Can I mention something real quick about the uh, the Cowboys? That was also a big L. They traded right. with their division rival, the Eagles, yeah. and watched them take a wide receiver that's going to burn them for the next few years. So that's Yeah, but the Giants would have taken him anyway. The Giants would have taken him anyway. True. That's true. That's it true. was going to go to anyone in that division. It was kind of like a pick-your-poison type deal. That's fair. Um, Rather give it to the, the worst team in the division. Yeah. Fair. Um, yeah, my, my loser, I don't want to talk about the Cowboys. It's sad. It's sad. <laughs> but my, my loser is the LA Rams. Um, I mean, they didn't have that many picks to begin with, and they're not going to be picking in the first round for, like, until I'm, like, 30 years old. Um, <laughs> and then you take and then you take a mediocre receiver at best, like a guy that's going to be, you know, just like a – get a few snaps here and there, probably like a guy that's not too different from guys you ha- already have on roster. He's a slot um, guy and they have. Cup. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and they have, and they've got Reynolds, they've got Woods, they've got. No, Reynolds so is So many guys. They have Van Jefferson. Oh, Reynolds left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They've got Van Jefferson. But yeah. And then they took Ernest Jones, who's a special teams linebacker over guys like Jabril Cox um, or Barron or Nick Bolton, who projected way better at that spot. You know, Jones was a reach, and he's just limited value for the Rams, who really needed a linebacker. You know, you had a, you had a, a few needs going into this draft, and I feel like they did not address any of them. They just didn't really get better when other teams in their divisions, such as the Niners and the Cardinals, got better this past offseason. It's not uh, as bad for I, the Rams just because their team is just like – they're in win-now mode. I don't think oh, yeah. they're, you know – they, their rosters is so solid, but those those are all really great points. I, I saw it, I was like, why? Like receiver, like you guys are solid on receiver. Hey, yeah. The highlight of the Rams was their draft room. They had to show up the Cardinals from last year. We all saw the Malibu house that they had out there. And then the picture <laughs> of Roger Goodell in the background. All they wanted to do was show off their social media. So congratulations to them for being a flexers, having their house in Malibu. So we'll move on. Carson, who is your next loser? Um, this one's pretty obvious, but I mean, the Texans, uh, just the fact that they're, you know, the worst team in the league and then they don't have a pick till the third round. And then they really just got like no impact players. They got like a decent wide receiver. I mean, they got, you know, a quarterback, which they, you know, might end up needing, um, most likely they'll end up needing, uh, you know, David Mills who has potential, but still a project and, uh, you know, when you have a quarterback like that, that is a project, you it, it's all about fit. And I think this is like the worst place uh, for him to develop. I think it's kind of like a Josh Rosen situation where it's like no matter the talent or whatnot, it's just like hard to develop in a situation like that. And uh, just tough watching the Dolphins, you know, have, like you guys said, have such a great draft with, you know, basically like all what could have been the Texans picks. So, Yeah. One of my losers was also the Texans, so I'll just add on real quick. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, what what are you trying to accomplish with this pick? Like, are you planning for life beyond Watson? 
does this mean you're going to roll with Davis Mills? It just seemed kind of like a panic pick, too much of a gamble, you know, for something that for an organization that's already facing so many other major setbacks, like losing DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt, and probably Deshaun Watson. And then later on in the same draft, they also traded three picks to move up and select Nico Collins, who is just a really head-scratching move. I mean, he's not a bad player. Um, He's got really good size. He's got good speed. But, I mean, trading three picks to move up and pick this guy, it's just – it's it's head-scratching moves for the Texans. Definitely. Uh, was that so? That was your loser, your second loser. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So then I'll get on to my my next one. I mean, it's hard for me to pick in the loser because obviously I go to Miami, so I gotta pick the Buffalo Bills. Though I think they made some questionable moves. Uh, just kind of take a look at it. Greg Russo, you know, he's an interesting prospect. He's a guy who had 15 and a half sacks, who only trailed Chase Young uh, in his uh, last season uh, playing with Miami. But he got all these his sacks from attacking inside linemen, which isn't what you're going to do when you're in the NFL. I mean, this guy measures out at 6'7", 266. So, I mean, does it make more sense for him to play in a 4'3", a 3'4"? But I'm pretty sure, if I'm not correct, Buffalo runs a 4'3". So he'd be playing on the edge out there, which makes it a little bit mm-hmm. more difficult. But we'll see. And then otherwise, you know, they go out there and get Carlos Basham, who I think is another good prospect. But still, why didn't they dress running back? They should have taken – Javante Williams in the first round instead of Russo because I think they still could have, you know, Basham's still a good prospect because now they have no really good talent out there running back. Or else they could have gotten other guys later in the rounds, you know, got a Chuba Hubbard, gotten a Michael Carter. They didn't really address the position, which I think is the most glaring need on that team because they have no ability to run the ball. All they have is the ability to basically throw it to uh, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, and Stephon Diggs. So I think. That was really just, you know, a really bum pick to see from them. Uh, then, I mean, they went two offensive tackles, which, you know, they do need a, another guy out there on the right tackle opposite of DJ Humphreys. But otherwise, you know, why didn't you get a running back? It just makes no sense to me. I thought it was clear that they were going to draft one. I, like, mocked it every single time I did a mock draft with myself. So, interesting to see there. So, Carson, who else was your loser? Uh, I, I already gave my three. Those are all my uh, my three. Because uh, oh, yeah. the Cowboys too. So, oh, yeah. Jose, did you have another one? <laughs> uh, just adding on to the Buffalo Bills. I mean, we we make fun of the, the Ravens a lot, calling Lamar, you know, their RB1. But, I mean, I think Josh Allen, in a way, really is their RB1. Um, True. I think they've, they've got to kind Those of facts. just – Yeah, they've got to stack their RB room mm-hmm. in a similar way to the Ravens. You know, have a lot of different types of running backs that you can use in different situations. You've got to have some power backs. You've got to have some third down backs. You cannot keep relying on Josh Allen to move the chains, you know, in these situations. And especially if you're going to keep drawing up, you know, running plays for him, you've got to address running back. But um, my final loser here uh, is the Seattle Seahawks. They took a guy, you know, they only had a few picks similar. To, it's a pretty similar situation to the Rams. You know, they are a solid squad. Um but they only had a few picks and they took a receiver with their first pick, a guy who's probably going to be like their kick returner. And just like their third, you know, their third guy out there, kind of like how, how David Moore has been for them these past few years, but you took him in the second round. It just, it doesn't, it seems like a lot to, for a guy like that. They didn't really improve much. I mean, they took uh, a decent corner in Trey Brown after losing Shaq Griffin. Um, 
And then they took Florida O-lineman uh, Stone Forsythe, who is a candidate for one of the best names in the draft, but probably won't develop into a starter for at least a few years. Probably they're just going to be a rotational piece. So, yeah, I just didn't – not much improvement from the two teams. I mean, the Seahawks are probably the third best team in the NFC West. Yeah, Um Definitely, I agree on that, of course. But um, looking at my last loser, I'd have to say the Denver Broncos. First of all, the Sertan pick made no sense to me. He's obviously the best player on the board, you could argue. But at the same time, like, what sense did that make? They already got Bradley Roby. They got Kyle Fuller. They got uh, Bryce Callahan, who had a very good season. And then they got Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson in the uh, safety. So don't understand. They're going to throw a lot of safeties out there, which is going to make their run defense very hard. Uh, but then again, they play in a very pass-heavy division outside of the Raiders. Um, otherwise, why did they trade up and go for Javante Williams when they have Melvin Gordon and Royce Freeman, who are solid running backs? Um, I mean, I think Javante Williams is going to project well in the NFL, but, you know, didn't think that was the need they should have gone, gone for. Um, I think some things that they should have addressed is their uh, defensive line in terms of their uh, – because they run a 3-4, so – they didn't get, you know, a guy to replace Jarrell Casey. I mean, Shelby Harris had a good season, but he's getting old. I think they should have addressed something else there. Or they should have addressed linebacker because their interior linebackers are not good. They traded up for Javante Williams, and they should have taken JOK. I mean, JOK isn't the greatest run stuffer, but I think he projects well in the NFL. You know, what we saw, if he just builds on his frame a little bit, I think he could be good. But there's also some other candidates they could have got out there as well. So uh, not the greatest address I saw from them. Yeah, and then they take, you know, a wide receiver out of Auburn, Seth Williams, who I think is talented, but at the same time, they might have one of the most stacked receiving cores already. So, yeah. otherwise, didn't make a lot of sense to me. So, now we're going to dive into our favorite picks of the draft. I think a lot of us are going to agree on a lot of them. So, uh, Jose, we'll start it off here. Who do you have? Uh, we'll just go through your list. Just knock down your list. Yeah, well, I wanted to go a little bit in depth on this one. Um the Bengals, I really hated on this pick, Jamar Chase. But after looking, you know, deeper into it, this is a guy who, like, was a true outside guy for an LSU team that had Justin Jefferson also on roster. And he forced Justin Jefferson to play inside. A guy that put up almost 1,800 yards and 20 touchdowns on only 84 receptions. And now is paired with his former, the same exact QB he had, Joe Burrow. So I think... It, he's a generational guy for them. They obviously addressed O-line uh, in the second round with Jackson Carmen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I take back the the C that I gave to the DeMar Chase grade. Um, but some, some other picks I really liked. Uh, Amandra St. Brown for the Lions, a guy that's probably going to be a starter for them. Yep. Um, I to. Yeah. Kelvin Joseph, I really don't want to be pessimistic about the Cowboys draft, draft room this or draft board this, this year. Um, I mean, I was pessimistic about it last year. We took a guy that was not an immediate need in C.D. Lamb, um, and he turned out to be great. So I'm hoping Micah Parsons can do something similar. And then uh, the Raiders, I mean, it's really easy to hate on the Raiders after taking Leatherwood in the first round, but they did get Morrigan in the second, and they also got uh, Tyree Gillespie out of Mizzou, who – let me just read you guys his, his resume really quick. Um. He spent half of the Florida game covering Kyle Pitts and gave up only one catch for eight yards. He stopped Najee Harris on the goal line, broke up a pass against Devontae Smith, and then had a TFL on Jalen Waddle in the same drive. 
gave up only seven catches all season. I mean, I think this is a secondary that's looking kind of nice now. I mean, they got back Carl Joseph from the Browns. Uh, Jonathan Abram will hopefully come back healthy and strong. Um, and and Morig. I mean, I don't think it's a terrible draft from the Raiders. Uh, now, Carson, take it away. Who do you have as your top guys? Um, yeah, I'm just going to run through them. I love Rashawn Slater uh, going to the Chargers, you know, just growing and developing uh, with Herbert, you know, getting that, you know, all linemen that, you know, is going to be steady. I just, I'm just loving the fact that they're going to just grow together. Uh, Najee Harris on the Steelers. I think Najee is so talented. He's a beast. I think he could easily be one of the best running backs in the league in a few years. They just need to figure out the O-line. Um, I think, you know, they'll be able to address that. Steelers are a smart organization. But I'm just like, fantasy-wise, too, that's going to be nice. Um, I love Rashad Bateman going to the Ravens. Uh, you know, some of the highest potential out of the receivers. Uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., again, I touched on him earlier, but I love the fact, you know, he's filling in that wide receiver three spot. I also had him on Ross St. Brown. Um, it's just so tough because uh, the Lions are probably like one of the worst teams to be a wide receiver on, but I think uh, he's a hidden gem for sure. Um, and then Walker Little, it's someone who I had the Raiders picking, but honestly, like it wasn't him, but like my pick wasn't that far off, you know, a second round uh, lineman. Um, but him going to second round, the Jags, I think massive, massive upside. He's a monster. I'm a huge fan of his. Um, and yeah, also J.E.K. Browns. I think that was a massive, massive steal. One of my favorite picks. But I think definitely my favorite was probably Slater to the Chargers just because I love Herbert so much. Um, I want Burrow to get protected, but Herbert as well. Someone like keep Herbert protected. Um, and this is like the perfect guy for that. So. Yeah. So yeah. I'll just run through my picks pretty much just like uh, Carson was doing. So I think first I like Joseph Asai going to the Bengals. I think they need a little bit more edge rushing help. They lost Dunlap. They lost Lawson. I mean, they got Trey Hendrickson, but Joseph Asai was a guy from Texas that was projected in the first round at some point uh, just early. I mean, a couple months ago in this draft process, uh, I like the Kellen Mond pick as well. I think he's a guy that can sit behind Kirk Cousins. I think he can develop well. We saw him as a guy that was mocked at 32 even sometimes. Obviously, uh, Kyle Trask ended up being the pick, but in the second round uh, going to the uh, Buccaneers. Uh, also, I love the JOK pick. I think it's hard pick not to like. Uh, the only problem I do see, though, is that someone brought it up that he's not the greatest run defender and going against a powerhouse run run team like the Ravens in your own divisions can be kind of hard to deal with. But I think they have some the other Steelers good run now. stoppers. Yeah, and the Steelers. But I think the Steelers are still going to edge more to their wide receiver core. But a great pick as well. Um, obviously, I got to shout out my boy Brevin Jordan from Miami. I think it was a great pick to the Texans who need a wide receiver. And I think he's the second best wide receiver in this class. I've seen what he can do. He's an athletic freak. He's not a very good blocker, which I think is the reason why he fell down the draft boards. But I think a fantastic guy who's going to have a lot of potential. Amon Ross St. Brown was another one that I picked. And a guy, I believe, who went in the sixth round. Let me just verify that. Uh, yeah, to uh, the Panthers, who need a replacement at guard ever since they lost Trey Turner, is Deontay Brown, the absolute freak, 6'3", 344 from Alabama. This guy didn't give up a single sack in, I think, his Alabama career, which is ridiculous. So I think another good pick that went under the radar. But otherwise, I think there's a lot of teams that, you know, walked away with some good players. Oh, just looking at it right now, I think uh, Alabama, Christian Barmore going to the Patriots was a good pick. They fall all the way down there to get off the number one uh, defensive tackle. 
And then Tevin Jenkins falling all the way to the Bears in the second round, who should have been a first-round guy to begin with, over some guy like Alex Leatherwood. So those would be my picks. And if you guys have nothing else to say, I think this is our draft recap. Yeah. Man, um, also right. liked really liked the Niners Aaron Banks pick. Same. Um, yeah. Same. First team All American, I believe, if I was not wrong from what I read. So, yeah. Otherwise, thank you guys for listening along. You know, we can we love the support. We love all you guys that came out there and watched our draft show. Got some good support out there, whether that be Instagram Live or YouTube Live. So, we'll be coming out back with you guys with some more content this week. So, without further ado, this is Coast to Coast now on the same coast. Signing out. <laughs> Peace.